Welcome back to the E&D Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cutchell. As you guys know, my co-host, Gavin Simcoe. And we have a very special episode because we have an absolute legend in the building. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jordan Pundick of Newfound Glory. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Dude, they love you. Hi, guys. What's Um, up? Jordan. So, Hey, dude. Hi, guys. Thanks for being here. Hey, hey. Um, You drove quite far to come hang out with us. Yeah. And I love you so much for that. And I literally, I, I, I feel really bad for people. I'm very empathetic and I feel people. And so when I knew that you, that your two hour drive turned into almost four hours, <laughs> it hurt me so bad. I saw for, for you guys out there, Jordan pulls up the garages that way and we see his car. And I just, uh, when he told me it was, I was like, how long did it take you to get? He's like, I left at three. It's like seven. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it hurt me. It's okay. So, it was my fault for leaving when I left. So. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're left at three o'clock when traffic which starts. Is, which is like the worst time to leave in Southern California. Yeah. So, <laughs> it to is, leave dude. to go anywhere. <laughs> God, LA is the worst. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, dude, yeah. I, I have, we have so much to talk to you about. And my first question is when, and I need you to be honest with me about this. Okay. When, I don't know if it was me or who, do you remember who reached out to you about the cruise from, was it someone from our team? Um, or do you, do you like, do you, I don't remember who it was that would have reached out to you guys, but here's my question. It was it you? Or no. did, did, did you? Okay. It wasn't me. Maybe it was a booking agent me. or maybe it was. It could have been a booking agent. Yeah. When okay. you were told or first heard that E&D wanted Newfound Glory to play the cruise, yeah. were you at all skeptical being that we were just a comedy brand? <laughs> like, was there any part of you? Did you chat um, with the guys and were you like... I don't know. Are we sure this is gonna be good? No, I I think for us it was more like, all right, what what bands are gonna be playing? <laughs> oh nice, because we were like, yeah, we you know we were like, who do we want to hang out with? Because oh, okay. this oh. is like vacation. Oh. This is gonna be a vacation. We could bring our wives. We don't have to bring our kids. We could just play a couple shows, and it's like hanging out, hanging out. Yeah. And so that's like that was the hell dream yeah. right there. And so. so what bands? What bands are you? Fr- were you already friends with when you for, when you came on the cruise? So Ryan Key, obviously. Oh yeah, he played with us too. Yep. Um, so yellow card, uh, the Under Oath guys, we've known for a long time. Um, did you ever Chris Caraba? Did you ever play with Under Oath um, before? Yeah, probably like, some not point, right? like together as like us and them, but just festivals and that kind of thing. And we're both from Florida, so yeah, kind of like grew up in the same sort of scene. So wouldn't you think? Age. So I'm a fan of Newfound Glory, and I'm a fan of Under Oath, and I would like to see you guys tour together. But what blows my mind in the in the scene is a lot of bands don't get paired together that I think would actually work well together. Yeah. So I'm actually shocked in like the 20 years or so that you and Under Oath have been a band that you guys actually haven't hopped on a tour together. Yeah. Am I being crazy for thinking that? Like I I know Gavin, wouldn't you like to go see Newfound Glory 100%. and Under Oath play the same night somewhere? Is this a, is this a new thing where like bands I, I don't know like the genres obviously pop punk and post hardcore mm-hmm. but like. Yeah, it does seem like weird that it's been separated for so long, but so close at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It just never it was never I don't think it just I don't know. I don't know why. It's just because yeah. we've toured with hardcore bands in the past. I mean, when my band started touring opening for hardcore bands always all the time. Right. And then we would have hardcore bands tour with us. And you're in Florida. Yeah. I mean, that's a big scene yeah. for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't know why it just never it feels it, like yeah. there's a, a, a revival, like not a revival. Uh, it, it feels like there's 
like more synergy between the sub genres of alternative than there has been in the past. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, if you listen to pop punk, you, you know, the hardcore kids wouldn't fuck with you. Or if you didn't listen, if, it, if there was clean singing, like the metal heads wouldn't, you know, listen yeah. to it. And it yeah. feels much more inclusive now and less like subcultured out is, am I reading that right? You think? Um, well, I can only speak from my experience growing up and in, in like going to shows and stuff. But I feel like in South Florida, where we grew up and where we, where the band started, um, bands would play with each other. Like different types of genres would do shows together all the time okay. because there wasn't there was like nothing to do ever. Uh-huh. So and it and it's the it's there's only a few bands out there, right? That yeah. were that that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So like you could be playing a show on a weekend at we used to play this like divey place called club q it was in davie florida and it was like one of the only places to play when you're not like a big band you know mm-hmm. when you're just starting out and stuff but other you know big little bigger big bigger bands would actually play there um you know i guess not bigger bands but like medium-sized bands. yeah you know um and you'd play it would be like Shy Halud and Poopy Pants, who was a ska punk band. Poopy Pants. Yeah. Poopy Pants. <laughs> what a band name. Yeah. Or, Dude, or, ska was great. You know, I'm just Damn. throwing the names in there, but that's kind of like what it yeah. was like. It was like, you know, you'd have a ska punk band playing, and then you'd have a hardcore band playing, and then you'd have like some alternative rock band, you know. Did the so, fans enjoy it all from from what you yeah. saw? Like, did they enjoy seeing you and then a hardcore band and then a ska band? Like, did they just enjoy like Yeah, because it, it was just something to do right? and everyone was like you know the 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 culture was small. Yeah. The subculture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, the subculture. Yeah. The subculture was small. Damn. And so like you know. That's yeah. funny. Um, well, it's so. <laughs> so I've. So I've, we're not that. We're not that revolutionary then. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, I thought. I thought putting August Burns Red and Yellow Card on this next tour was like revolutionary. No man, right? you're just yeah. keeping it going. Yeah, we're just yeah. keeping it going. Yeah. And yeah. that's like and and people that weren't you know kids that are you know older old enough now to like get into that kind of music and be on a cruise alone and like. You know, seeing you guys putting bands of different, you know, s- genres together, like that's cool. Like for for a kid to be like only into like punk or whatever, only into metal, and then they see Yellow Card and you know what Emery or what you know, yeah, yeah for sure. Together, I don't know. It just it's 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 cool, and I I appreciate you. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate <laughs> you too. Um, so who are some of those newer bands? Okay. That that you that you've enjoyed listening to, so newer. I mean, or that you've or that you've played shows with. Yeah, that they've opened for you guys, or like sure. who have you just been like? I they're they're pretty dope. I mean, off the top of my head right now, I mean, I mean, they're not like that new, but story so far. Yeah, yeah, they're that's great, a great great dudes. Will's played guitar for us because you know, well, Chad's been away like with health stuff. So, and who Will's awesome. Um, and they named your, their band after a song of yours. That's right. They Whoa! did. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's that's cool. That um, is, no, that's not just cool. That's <laughs> wild. It's, it's sick. They're, they named their band after the, your it, song. We have a song called Story So Far. Last track so, on Sticks and Stones. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so they, they named Dude, that's got to feel pretty all, freaking cool. Is it all time low, me? too, right? Yeah, all time low. Yeah. And all time low. Yeah. You told me that yeah. one. Damn. Yeah. That's kind of cool. No, there was one more that you that you told uh, me. It was all time low. Story, story so, so far, far, and there was one more band that you. Maybe it was the Get Up Kids that they named their band after a Get we Up na- Kids. Yeah, song. we we named our we yes, we had to come up with a name for our first show, and we we were all fans of the Get Up Kids, and there was a song called "A New Found A New Found Interest" in Massachusetts. Is the name of the song. Okay. And 
for some reason a newfound, and then I don't know where glory came from, but it works. It's not that cool of a so story. It's kind of but tradition. It's kind of tradition. Like, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who will That's name sick. their band after a story so far song? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. someone, yeah. So by I the feel way, like there might be already. But by the way, that's a Gavin's a huge fan of story so yeah, far. Yeah, fan. And so I love, I love hearing that. That's that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else like I've been listening to lately. Like in that, that would be cool. I don't. Have you guys listened to a band that band Teenage Wrist? No. Have you listened to them? Uh, they're teenage super wrist. teenage wrist. Wow. They're super is it, cool, is it like teenage wrist? Is that what it means? <laughs> maybe. It has to, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. That's the first. That's where my sick mind went. <laughs> yeah, teenage wrist. Yeah. I mean, oh, it has to oh. be right. I went like, different. I went like. Where were you going? Like cutting or something? Oh, teenage you know, wrist. Teenage oh my wrist. god, maybe. maybe. Like, my yeah. mind's way in the gutter. If, then. It, if it's emo, if it's like emo, that might make sense. It's like oh wow. It's yeah, but they also kind of have this like '90s sort of grunge alternative oh, cool. sort of vibe going on too, and it's I love their band. Um trying to think who turned me on to them a long time ago i think it was i think it was matt from set your goals really yeah nice. this was like maybe 2015 or, or 2014 or something like that okay he's like have you heard teenage wrist they have an ep out and i was like no and i listened to the ep i was like i love this ep and now i like everything they put out I do you still get it. inspired by like new music when you hear the story so far put out you know their new record are you just like i gotta get into the booth and like like not one up them but in the yeah. friendly competition like no now i gotta go back well in dude there. i well i don't know I, I mean i love like listening and hearing new bands and playing new bands for my friends and like have you heard this record but i don't know if it really truly like gets me to want to like i gotta go write a song now yeah, man yeah. like I, you know but i do like hearing and seeing sort of like hearing and like feeling out what like what's going on in this in the genre like, mm, where it's I mean? going yeah but i don't think we'll we'll ever be a band where we're like well story so far is writing this kind of song now so i know we've been around a long time now we got to write songs like that or else people are gonna like us I don't, I don't think we we've ever like done that kind of thing you know got it i don't know we try to stay we try to stay relevant you know but i don't know oh yeah, yeah speaking no. speaking to that <laughs> how do you like how do you stay relevant right yeah. like it's not easy to keep up with new social media that pops yeah. up every time now tiktok's a thing your band has to be on tiktok dude like there's so much to it what do you guys like how do you guys as a band say we how do you stay relevant how do you how do you keep going um i think it's having a close connection with our fans mm -hmm. um i think we for for all the years we've been in band i feel like we've been really good at that mm -hmm. um i also think like changing up our records a little, you know, like not putting out the same record over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I also think touring and bringing out new bands that we love. Got it. I really feel like, you know, younger bands that really like, I feel like is a, is an important factor for us to stay relevant. Yeah. Um, you hear that, Matt? I know. I know. <laughs> and not be like, know, Gavin. and not be like, you know, old, like yeah. crotchety, like, I remember back in my day, the scene was like this. Like, I don't give a shit about that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do not care. I love that. At all. Yeah. Like, I, I love hearing new stuff, and I love, like, showing it to everybody. What was one of the first bands you saw live that brought you into the scene? Um, do you remember? Like, concert or show? Uh, Con e either. Show. Whatever, whichever one, like, made you kind of fall in love with... Um, probably, well, what got me to fall in love with punk rock shows and, like, that energy um it was like i was young i was 14 or 15 um i had a couple older friends that were into this type of music and we went to a queers show 
Nice. And the queers. <laughs> that that and was, was that maybe like that wouldn't happen. This, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you, bad can you name. Find them they're great. They're a great band. Year, they, they, they're like very Ramones, Screeching Weasel, kind of like that okay, whole yeah. like vibe. Anyway, um, but that was like my first like in a dive punk rock show. Sweaty. Okay. Like yeah. Didn't know really who they were, kind of thing. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And then I think a few months later, Green Day was about to release their Dookie record and they played that same club and we went to that show too. Oh, sick. oh wow. Yeah. How many, like, like 100 people, 200 people? No, it was like four or 500 people. 400 yeah. people. Okay. Yeah. There's something about small shows. Yeah. There's just something about small shows that just are, they're special. Yeah. They're so special. The, 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 the first big show um, was, so my, so long long story short, my dad worked for my dad worked for Amway. Do you know what Amway is? I do know Amway. Multi level marketing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So wait, the I cleaning think it was products? Like, huh? Is it the cleaning products? I, I I don't know. They sold a lot of. Yo, products. my mom worked for Amway too. I'm not Did kidding. Did she? Like she sold Amway. Like it was the, like a like yes. a like a cult kind of thing. Yeah, like a cult. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. Did they ever cult. get busted? I, you know, I I've, I've heard different things, but I yeah. anyway, my dad won these these concert tickets right from Amway, and I remember going to the concert with my dad and a work friend and his son who was a little older than me. I was maybe 13 and it was Nirvana, the breeders and at the opening band, they were called come C O M E. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. C O M E is fine. <laughs> I thought you were going to say C U M. Like, Oh, come on, dude. Today's episode is brought to you by emo's not dead coffee. Have you heard of them? Emo's not dead coffee is micro roasted fair trade and organic. Myself and Gavin who picked out the coffee ourselves tried so many different flavors, so many different beans, and these one won because they taste amazing. I'm a coffee snob, and you guys, I'm telling you, you got to try it. Also, if you subscribe to our E&D coffee, you get 10% off on every single order. Emo is not dead coffee. I should have a tagline here, but I don't. Growing up, when you first, when you started your first band, yeah. and I'll ask you what that was later, but <laughs> were your parents supportive of that? When you did you start by playing in the garage? Did you go to a friend's garage? Like when did your parents catch wind that you wanted to be a musician? And how yeah. they how they react to that? Um they were a little at first not so stoked, mm -hmm. I think. Um but then it started to become something more than just like being in the garage, you know. We were actually playing shows on the weekends. Mm -hmm. People were coming to see us play. They would come see us play eventually. Um, and I think it wasn't until we got, we were going to be signed to Drive Through Records. Mm. It wasn't until Richard and Stephanie from Drive Through Records sorry, came to Florida and met with all of our parents. Oh. And we had a big family meeting with like Ian's parents and Chad's parents and Cyrus's parents. Cyrus actually had a full ride scholarship to the University of Miami to like his dad was. Um, a, like a pretty famous heart surgeon in South Florida. Oh, wow. Did the first heart transplant in like the 80s. And Whoa. so he had a full ride, Cyrus. So his dad was very disappointed. His dad was very disappointed. <laughs> very, a surgeon? Yeah. A doctor? Yeah. His son wants to play what kind of music? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn. So it wasn't until then that we, that Richard and Stephanie came and they were like, look, these guys have something and we want to like, we want to see that through. Like we want, wow. we think that these guys have something cool and, and it could become something. So they bought us a van and damn, my parents were, once that part hit, when my parents were like, okay, like you can always go back to college. You can always go back to school, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and yeah. how did you get their attention? How did, how did you get the rec the label's I, attention? I think 
I think what happened was we, so we were on a local Florida label called Eulogy Records, put out Nothing Gold Can Stay, which came out, the original release came out in 99. And then uh, I think Gabe from Midtown, remember Midtown? Yeah, mm-hmm. Gabe's of Florida. Gabe's of Florida, yeah. Florida, yeah. Um, we had done some shows and stuff, um, just like in Jersey or whatever. We were, you know, really, really small band still we were. and Wait, sorry, why'd you mention Gabe? You played shows with his band? Yeah, so he okay. had our CD, our Nothing Old Could Stay CD. Oh, okay, got it. And Richard and Stephanie drive through was signing Midtown. Oh, I see, okay. And he's like, have you heard this band yet? And Richard and Stephanie are like, oh my gosh, like, no, like, whatever. So then they came to Florida, saw us play a pool party. They like, did they, f- they flew there they to flew see to you Florida guys? From oh, Jer- that's from Jersey. I love or, that. I don't know if they were in Jersey or living in, because they're, they're in Sherman Oaks. Is that where? Yeah. We're close to Sherman Oaks. Yeah, close to Sherman yeah. Oaks, yeah. I can't remember if they were already here or if they were still from doing, like, living in Jersey, but, um, yeah, Gabe played them the, the CD, and we were playing a pool party. They reached out to us, like, through email or, like, AIM. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're, we're playing this pool party, and it's a Sweet 16, and then we're playing another show, at like, uh, like on a half pipe. Were you hired to play the pool party? Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're, okay. Like, kind of hired. Like, we knew the girl that was, okay. like, having the party and stuff, so. Got it. They came to that pool party. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's and how old were you? Wild. How old were you? I was like 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. I started the band when I was so 97, so I was like 17 years old. Okay. And that was that first band, Newfound Glory? Yes. That Okay, got it. So that was the first. I did some little things here and there, nothing. Okay. That's what I was. I was wondering if you had started in a different band first before you left that one and started. So, wow. So, yeah. damn. I was in a oh, hardcore gosh. band called X Fault Line X. That played one show, half of one show. Yeah, half of one show. At a coffee, sh- at a coffee shop. What? Why half? The other half. I just, <laughs> I, I, I was playing guitar in this band, and like I didn't know how to play guitar great. Like, yeah. And my strings broke, and I just. And you're like, I'm done. Okay, so now I'm done. So. <laughs> oh my god, bro! Did you stay on stage and pretend? <laughs> no, I left. I walked on stage. <laughs> Damn. That's okay, funny. so okay, so this is super interesting. So yeah. when you you started playing these shows. And you started getting some traction. This label got your CD from Gabe. Yes. So Gabe from Midtown gave them your CD. Yeah. And now they came out and they saw you. And then what happened? Did they on the spot say, we want to sign you guys? Did they call you later? Like what, what happened after that show? Um, so then we played, an, we played a, a show on a half pipe, like in a skate, in a skate park. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was after that show, I think. Is, I, if I'm, I can't like timeline wise gets a little fuzzy. Yeah. Um, but it was after those couple shows they saw us where they were like, we want to sign you guys. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I didn't really know who drive through records were. I, I didn't, I knew the band Phoenix TX. Phoenix TX was River Phoenix. They were called River Phoenix, but they changed mm-hmm. the name to Phoenix TX and they were on drive through. So that was like the only connection I had to drive through. Okay. And I was like, oh, I know Phoenix TX. Like they tore with blink and stuff. And mm-hmm. so maybe, I don't know, maybe this could maybe be, this cool could be something. Yeah. And then, yeah, they, they reached out and said they wanted to sign us and, that was it. So did them signing you, everyone thinks, and maybe it was a little bit different back then, but I know it sure as hell isn't this day, is everyone thinks I get signed and like I made it, right? Yeah. Every, like like way back when, I feel like it was more of a thing to be like, we're going to sign you and make you the biggest thing in the world. And yeah. then that band could blow up and signing changed their life. Yeah. Did signing that deal, did it change your life? What did you notice? Like, how did you guys excel so much faster with that label? Um, they, so yes, you're correct about like signing and then all of a sudden you can be this big thing or sometimes you're not, but 
I think that was more like dealing with like the major label side of things where drive through was, was still an independent label and they only had a few bands on the, on the roster and, mm. and, and they were eventually going to have this deal with, um, uh, MCA records, Interscope, MCA, mm-hmm. Universal mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's like this upstream thing. So we knew that that was a potential if like we, the band was did, did well enough, you know, you get upstream to MCA. We were already playing a lot of shows and we were touring in a van and they bought us a brand new van. So then that was kind of like what motivated us to get out on the road more. Got it. Um, that and, support. And, and Ian, my bass player, from day one, he's like, if we want to become a popular band, we got to tour, we got to tour. And, and some of us were like, I don't know, like I was going to Art Institute like at the time, like just started that and and I didn't know if I wanted to like be in a full time touring band yet. And and Ian was working at like Einstein Bagels and he like as soon as we got signed like got asked to be on drive through or got signed a drive through, he like quit his job before we even like Whoa. went on our first tour. Um and, and he was took Richard and Stephanie aside. He's like, Listen, you gotta convince these guys that touring is what's gonna make our band or break our band, right? Mm. So that's what happened. Richard and Stephanie were like, you guys got a tour. You guys yeah. want to be popular. You guys want to make this happen for you guys. You got to go on tour. You guys did that climb and you put in that yeah. work. And that's why your fans are so and, hardcore. And I think talking about relevancy, I think that's why we're still relevant because yes. we never just like put out a one song or, you know. what? Yeah. So anyway, so like we had this song called Hit or Miss. Richard and Stephanie, they were friends with Corey Feldman. So like we're going to do this video for the song Hit or Miss, the original version from our Nothing Gold Could Stay record. We're gonna get Corey Feldman in the video. It's gonna be like this home video, like cops, you know, we, we did this whole cops thing. And he was a cop and stuff. And and that was kind of like the start of, you know, people starting to know us more from that song. And then we just kept touring and yeah. Yeah. Then eventually we were able to get upstream to MCA. We still had, it was drive through MCA. And, and we then were, at the be, right, so before you got upstream, how many like how many people were coming to your shows then before they decided to up upstream you um i would say a couple hundred people okay got yeah. it so you, you were drawing a couple hundred people now yeah, yeah. okay i mean that's great yeah you, you mostly were, you east were getting... coast we, we hadn't really come out this way too much yet um like right after we signed with drive through we started coming out west more got it like orange county orange county was like one of the first like cities to kind of like embrace us you know got it um orange S- county la san diego uh, and who are you, who are you touring with at the time? Was there any bands that like you came up with that that are still yeah. around? Or? Yeah, uh, Midtown, Arx Bandits. Those were like kind of like the first bands we would tour with. Yeah, um, something corporate. Oh, cool. Like that. But actually, I I will say like it wasn't until later on when like one of the biggest um, tours we had done was was like us and something corporate and Finch mm-hmm. and Further Seems Forever. Um, that's a great lineup. Yeah, that's a big tour, yeah. and Jeez. that was like early two thousands. Yeah, like, and that was a that was big for the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we did direct support for Blink. In what what year was that? Two thousand one. Okay, I think. Okay, so that was Enema. That was say. no, that was Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Oh, no. And or also, maybe it was O two. I think it was two thousand two. Yeah. Also, Man, I can't remember. Not direct support for Blink. That's <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. You're like right before. Like that. when you guys got that, we were like, holy shit, yeah. we're direct support for Blink. Yeah, that we, is it was crazy moment. Damn, and they were an inspiration a, yeah. for you. I mean, you totally, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Ian, especially our our bass player Ian, and we used to go see Blink play like in front of two hundred people in Miami. Yep. In in these places, and and Ian would always be on stage with his video camera, and his unwritten law and back unwritten law hat and his backpack on, and he'd be like, "Who's this fucking dork on stage all the time?" <laughs> Blink plays here, 
<laughs> it's like they're like what the hell and so ian used to be the guy that would like bring the weed to the to the shows yeah and nice. he would like hang out and so that's how we kind of like sort of like got our in with blink you know yeah, yeah. When, we, when the band was first starting and um you heard it here first guys blink 22 smokes weed <laughs> <laughs> this is a long this is so they long just ago. get canceled for smoking weed <laughs> damn i think it was maybe like one guy that smoked weed. Yeah. i can't remember but yeah, it was, um, it was Scott. He's not in the band anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's. I think that was true. Um, did did Blink so? Did Blink recognize you guys as up and coming talent? And were they, do you think later they were, on? Yeah, say yeah. that again. La- later on, they did. Like, okay, got it. Yeah, we we put out our first uh, major label record. Um, we had re-recorded the song "Hit or Miss," and that was kind of doing well. Um, so this was like 2000, 2001 ish time. Yeah. Um, and Mark came to one of our shows in San Diego. Um, and he's like, you guys are cool. <laughs> we went and got pizza. I don't know. No <laughs> shit. And I remember like being in his like BMW. He had this like, this was 2001 or so, 2000. Timeline, like yeah, I'm I, so screwed with timeline. Way, I feel you on that, bro. Like dates you. and stuff, but yeah. it's kind of, this is the gist. It was the early 2000s. It was early 2000s. Okay. It's the gist, okay. right? And I remember he had like one of those like 10 disc changers in his trunk. Yeah, you know, like, I had one of those. BMW. And we were going to get pizza or something like near the venue. And I remember sitting in his car and when this car turned on, it was so loud. He had our record like in his car, like blasting. blasting. No so, <laughs> shit. Yeah. So God, that was, that was, that was a cool. Feeling. That was a cool experience, you know, going. Damn. And, and then, then we ended up getting the same manager as them, this, uh, uh, Rick DeVoe. Okay, got it. Um, and that's kind of how then we got on tour with them and like that kind of thing have you guys ever thought about breaking up or kicking out a band member for a period of time to get back together to do a <laughs> i know tour? that was so huge <laughs> yeah, like, like that blink comeback was so dude, massive yeah, i know it's and awesome I feel, I feel like it's only possible with a breakup and then uh a, a coming back well, sometimes i feel like it's planned I, I don't know I, if it's sometimes not that one, not, that one, <laughs> not but blink, but I I agree with you. Yeah. I think that a lot of these bands will plan it and be like, we're gonna break up, and then like give it a few years, and then they come back together. I think I think that stuff could Is be. Is some forty one really breaking up? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, give give us a know. scoop, dude. I have no scoops. <laughs> Wait, you guys are playing with them soon, right? Are with, you guys playing with, with them? some? With some? Or, no, no. Well, we're doing who's the, playing with? Wait, oh, who's going? When we were young. Yeah, yeah. When we were young. But yeah. No, but wait. Sorry. Simple who, plan. Simple Plan's going out with some 41 and someone else, no? Oh, uh, I think you're right. And that's their last tour? Yeah, there's two oh, tours okay. left. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and I'm fun. assuming you guys have probably played a shit ton of shows with some 41. Yeah, like you guys did. have probably toured together. We have, yeah. Um, we did like one of their very first tours. We were opening. It was us, um, Alkaline Trio, and Face to Face. Oh, nice. Face to Face was headlining. Oh, oh shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, um, and, I, th- I believe like My alkaline the tables have turned. <laughs> the tables have turned. <laughs> the tables have turned. And I want to say that saves the day was on a few was a bunch of the shows too. See timeline. Yeah, I, I get but it. Anyway, it was like that that same tour, and I can't remember who played when or whatever. But some forty one played a bunch of the shows. Like one band left, and then some forty one came on, and we're like, "Who's this band with all this like brand new like road cases and stuff?" Like. You know, we didn't we didn't know anything about them. Yeah, and they got on stage and they were just like insanely good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just shredding, just shredding. <laughs> we're like, damn, whoa, these guys are good. Hey, boys, sorry to interrupt your podcast, but I have some exciting cruise news. The E and D Cruise Year Two is completely sold out. However, we do have a cruise cabin for two that we will be giving away to one lucky YouTube subscriber. Just make sure you're subscribed to our channel. 
like our videos, and let's see you in the comments. We're gonna scroll through the comments and pick one of you guys to give a cruise to. That's all the news I have for today. Have a great show, guys. What's your craziest fan interaction? So when Jimmy Kimmel first started his show, he had a co-host, co you know? Mm -hmm. And Snoop Dogg was his co-host for like the first week of, sh of the show. We played on the show, hung out, hanging out in the green room backstage, and we got to hang out with Snoop. And Snoop's just started like singing. We, we played two songs, like one on air and one for the fans that were there. So we played a song called Understatement, and we did My Friends Over You. Did My Friends Over You on the air. So afterwards, we're like hanging out, and Snoop comes over, he's like, I like that song, man. It was like, I sick a smile. And he just started singing the song to us. <laughs> and then Ian, of course, who was, was like, at the time, like, you know, our weed guy, was like, I got weed. <laughs> so, so. so he got along with Snoop immediately. Yeah, got along with Snoop immediately. We all went and like hung out in his green room, and everyone, we were all in this circle, and it was like, everyone was passing it around, and he was like freestyle rapping into, the, into our video camera and stuff. Damn, and like, where's was, all this footage at? I don't know who has it. I don't, maybe Ian, that would be so has sick it. to find. By the way, Ian is like has been sober for, I don't know, 10, 15 years now. Okay. So. Good for him. Oh, so, yeah. Good yeah. For him. Snoop Dogg. We're all That's world. huge. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was, you said that was backstage of Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I, I love hearing about Jimmy Kimmel performances too because I have some friends who have played Jimmy Kimmel and have been like, live TV is the most nerve-wracking thing that I've ever done. Yeah. Do you feel the same? Yeah. Is it way different than just a normal show? This one was actually a little, yes, but this one was actually a little better because it was built like a show because oh. the stage was outside in the parking lot. Got it. That's way better. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. Okay. Way, I mean, you still have like a, your little weird vibes because you're like, there's, you know, cameras and stuff around, but. And then it's everyone has to like cheer and like Jimmy's like, eh, newfound glory, you know, whatever. And then we yeah. have to like start the song. Yeah. And like just try and like put on the best show we can. You yeah. Know, for and, that. And you go in cold, right? There's no yeah. opener. There's no, no nobody's yeah, just warmed up. up. Nope. Just just going up there. Have you had sh have you had shows? Obviously, like when you guys first started, did you have some shows where you'd show up to a bar to play and there'd be three people there and oh, you're yeah. like, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. We, like especially when we first started. Yeah. Shh. I remember we showed this, we showed this one show in Pennsylvania, and I remember we're like, I think we got on the show, and they're like, yeah, this band Catch Twenty Two is gonna play, and we all knew Catch Twenty Two. They were like this ska punk band or whatever, and we're like, yeah, awesome. And we show up, and it was literally the girl that put on the show, and then the other band that was on the tour with us. Yeah. So we played just for our, each other. For each other. Oh, and the girl. I've had that before. <laughs> oh. Oh my God! So, so moving <laughs> oh. past a little bit, uh, past yeah. newfound glory, you obviously you have like this tattoo thing that's going on right now. When did you start tattooing? Was this back in the art in art institute? You were drawing? No, 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 no. Well, I've always drawn stuff like little doodles and mm -hmm. weird things, but um, I started tattooing and I did an actual real apprenticeship for a year mm -hmm. in Nashville. When? Um, this was 2012. Okay, you did a year apprenticeship. Yeah. Oh wow. Just, just under a year. Okay. Um, and it was great. Um, um, my mentor Ian White, he's a tattooer in Nashville, and he has an amazing shop. I'm gonna do a little plug for Ian. What's up? What's up, Ian? Safe House Tattoo. In Safe House East Tattoo, Nashville. Um, yeah. His, he, um, I met him actually through the Hawthorne Heights guys. He was friends with them because he was an Ohio guy, um, and they're from Ohio. Aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio is for lovers. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Uh, from, yeah. yeah. And he was friends with them and tattooed them and on their bus, you know, tattooing them on tour with them on Warp Tour, that kind of thing. And I met him yeah. on Warp Tour. And then several years later, 
Bayside was on tour with us, and he was friends with Chris and Nick from Bayside, tattooing them on their bus and riding for a few days. And we just became friends, and he tattooed me. And and he's like, you know, man, like your little doodles would be so cool as tattoos. I'm like, yeah, but people don't really want that kind of. People just want like bold, like you know, big stuff and colorful things. And I can't, I just can't do that. And he's like, well, if you ever want to learn, come to Nashville. I'll teach you. And I was like, okay. And you took you took him up on it. Wow. Well, yeah, because I'm like for many years, like my wife included, she's like, people are always like, have you ever thought about tattooing? Like, I love your little drawings, you know? Yeah. And I never thought I'd be good enough, you know? And I'm still like, you know, I, I tell myself how not good I am, you know? But um, I don't know. I just kept doing it on and off between touring and that kind of thing. And it's just turned into a cool little thing. Damn. That I do like as a little side thing. Do you get, since you, I mean, Obviously, you're good enough to do it, and I've seen your work, and it looks great, but do you get nervous doing it, hoping that you don't mess up? Oh, yeah. My pits are sweating okay, and okay. stuff. Sorry. No, I was going to say, uh, that's, yeah. I would be <laughs> so nervous putting yeah. permanent ink on somebody. But I kind of like, I don't, I kind of like put it out there when I'm dealing with people and emailing back and forth when people write me to tat, to, uh, they want tattoos. I'm like, I have like stipulations, right? Like, yeah. I don't want to do like ribs. I don't want to, and I, and I'm, I feel very lucky to be able to be able to do that because there's people, there's thousands and thousands of people that tattoo as like their main thing. Yeah. And they don't have that luxury, which, which, you know, I, I feel very lucky in that regard where I can just pick and choose what I want to do and, and where I want to tattoo people. Yeah. You know, yeah. cause I, I only know what, I know what my limits are. You know what I mean? Totally. And I feel, and I know like a lot of the old school guys would be like, well, you got to just do it all. But for me, it's more like, I don't know. For me, it's 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 more than that, you know. It's, yeah. it's like the it's the whole experience. It's like the one on one with people that that I'm meeting, you know, that kind of thing. So. Knock on wood, like everyone's been super cool. Thank you. Yeah, thank so, you. Like, We're not gonna. Yeah, you're, you're right. We're not cool putting that you, out there. Yeah. Only, only if you're not gonna freak out, get a tattoo by this guy. Yeah. Has there has there been a weird or challenging place you have tattooed somebody? Uh, weird in the sense of like the guy kept passing out. Oh really? Like full on on the ground, fishing out. Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah. Where were because you, he like, was so uh, I'm already an anxious person. And that was like, oh, man, <laughs> where, where were you tattooing him? Um, so my buddy Kelly, um, who I tattoo with sometimes in Orange County, um, it was at his studio. And um, this this guy came in. He wanted me. He had emailed me. We were going back and forth. OK, you know, let's like figure out what he's like. I want like a like a little like a wave, like a Japanese wave thing. And I was like, cool. Like, that's you know, line work up my alley kind of thing. He comes into the studio and he's like, hey man, just so you just so you know, I only have a couple tattoos and my last tattoo I passed out. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And I was oh, like, oh God. And I'm like, <laughs> oh man, okay. So I'm like, it's cool, man. Like, we'll just take it slow and I'll do a little line so you can kind of remember the vibe and everything. So he sits in the chair and I, and I just, you know, I get going and he's like, hold on. And I didn't even put the needle into him yet. <laughs> he's like, he's like, can we just, can you just give me a second? And I was didn't like, even touch him yet. Yeah. Hold on. And I'm like, oh, oh man, God. here we go. And so he's like, he's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm like, okay. So then I do the first line. He's like, can you please stop? And I was like, okay, man. Like, sure, man. Take your time. Like, whatever. He's like, he's like, you know, I passed out on my last day. I'm like, yeah, you told me that when we before we started. He's like, I'm gonna take it slow. No, don't worry. So then I do the next line, and he just full on, just flat on his face on the, you know, he had on the concrete floor mm -hmm. and he's just moving around. Like, I'm like, I didn't know what to do at that point. Cause that's never, ever happened to me. And so Kelly gets up, he like takes his gloves off and he's like 
flustered because he like knows how to deal with this kind of thing. And he had these little cans of Coke, Coca-Cola, you know. And so they, we sit the kid up and he's kind of like out of it. And we give him the Coke because sometimes it's like just low blood sugar, the sugar didn't yeah. eat or something. And he opens the Coke and he pours the Coke on his head. <laughs> Stop, dude. I swear. Stop. He pours the Coke on his head. And both Kelly and I are like, what is happening right now? So the guy gets up and sticky. He, he's sticky. <laughs> he's wet from the Coca-Cola. And he goes and sits down on the couch. I'm like, here, man, just sit on the couch. Like, here's a towel. Gave him a little towel. And he wipes off. And he's like, he's like, I don't know what's going on, man. I just feel like crazy. Like, I, I don't just, you know, I passed out once before. I was like, yeah, you already told me that. And he just, we, we so long story short, he never got the tattoo finished. So it's a half done tattoo. Oh. <laughs> and he's just walking around with a half done tattoo by me. And he's probably never going to finish it because probably he's probably, not. that is yeah. crazy. Oh, man. And well, yeah, he's got two I, lines. He's got two he's lines. Got, he's two got two lines. lines. Two lines. It's a little triangle like that. Beautiful. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, by the way, okay. That's definitely a crazy fan so story. I, yeah. that, that, I was going to say, that valid, that's a valid crazy fan story. Oh, sure. man. I was, yeah. Damn. That, that's awesome. Do you, do you think there was any part of him also being nervous that it was you? Maybe. Because I, it could have been a combination of him freaking out that it's you and him also being freaked out by needles, and it could have just been sensor overload. Been yeah. You know? The yes, last tattoo, though, the, he passed out just the same. Who knows? He, he might have poured Coke on his head that time. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's I, I true. Yeah. That's true. I don't know. He didn't, because when he came in, he just, he kind of looked like a, more like a, and, I, and you know, I'm, I don't judge books by their cover. But, but he looked tough. But he, no, he didn't look tough. Oh, he didn't look tough. Oh, okay. He was like, he kind of looked like a curly hair, bearded, like John Mayer. Or something. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was wearing like a Grateful Dead shirt. Yeah. And I was like, this guy knows soft like, how vibes. does he know? Very soft. Mm -hmm. He doesn't seem like a fan of the band, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, okay. So I was like, okay. I don't know. Maybe just saw it. my Instagram didn't really connect the thing. I don't know. I know that you meditate. <laughs> yeah. And I do too. Not, not well. Not well. Yeah. Because last time we chatted, you were going to, you did some sort of meditation and it was very, super interesting. What was it? Was it a, re a retreat? Yeah. So there's, um, so there's a place called Deer Park Monastery. Okay. And the there was a Buddhist monk, a Vietnamese Buddhist monk. His name is Thich Nhat Hanh. Mm -hmm. He has these monasteries all over. So there's one r randomly here in, well, in Southern California in Escondido, which is close to where I live, mm -hmm. in, so in near San Diego. He has one in Paris. He's got one in Vietnam. And um, so I don't remember how we found it. My wife actually found it she was the first one to go to this to this place and you go and you just have this like whole experience so you like you you're with the nuns and the monks and they do like a walking meditation they do like a dharma talk they do like all these things and then food is amazing mm -hmm. by the way it's like all this vegetarian vegan food. Really? and you just have they they ha they they regularly have the, what's called a day of mindfulness where you can just go and show up um and be among what they do mm -hmm. um but yeah they do like full-on retreats um you can stay for a month if you wanted to wow um they do like the day ones they do a week-long ones yeah so and how long were you there for um the last one i was there for just the day oh just a day okay yeah. got it yeah and, and then, then my wife was there she did she did the last time was i think she was there for a week okay so yeah. have you have you have you done a longer one before 
No, I have not done that. No. What What was her experience after being there for a week? Did she come back fa fairly enlightened, different? Like, what did, yeah. what did what was her experience? She comes back, and she's very chill, right? Mm -hmm. Um, she is definitely more motivated to meditate more. Yeah, on the daily, um, and make it a daily practice. Um, and for longer periods, she gets she's she comes back being really good at like meditating for longer, mm -hmm. which I envy. Um, and but because we have kids and one of our kids is kind of quite challenging, um, it's hard to reintegrate yourself back into daily mm. life when you've been around silence for yeah. seven days. Whoa. So that's, that's got to be so tough it's, to it's dive tough, back yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the experience is 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 rad like yeah who doesn't want to be able to eat good food but but the whole thing the whole like thing about it is it's all just about being mindful yeah and mindful eating yeah mindful walking mindful mindful you know, just li living mindful interesting yeah. yeah um i think i shared this with you my on-site experience didn't we talk about that a little bit yes and so i did a full week similar to your wife where it's not it's not meditating for a week, but it is a week of no computer, no phones, no social media, yeah, no right. radio, no TV. There's literally all you can do is just you go back to your room, you can read books, you fall asleep and you wake up and you actually listen to the birds. You actually like your first thought isn't like looking at your phone and seeing something something weird going on in the world. But your first thought is just like, oh, it smells good out here. Oh, the sky is blue today. Uh -huh. And experiencing what I did for a full week coming back. I, I didn't want to come back. Yeah. And I was like, that's the life that we were actually born and meant to live. We weren't meant to have this crazy technology. We weren't meant to just work nine to five every single day and stare at computers. So I always, I always bond with people and I'm always curious to hear their stories. Like I asked about your wife because my, ex my experience was so good. Yeah. So good. And it's, it still stuck with me. I'm kind of back in. I'm kind of back in the in the grind and, yeah, doing, and doing back to work. But, dude, it's there was something so beautiful about completely unplugging and doing crazy workshops and learning more about myself and coming back just completely refreshed. Yeah, and it was you, really special. When you had the ability to use your phone again, where you're like, "Damn it, I didn't want you, it." Yeah, you didn't I want didn't it. want it. They gave everyone their phones back uh, the very last night, yeah. night seven. And I didn't get it right away. Yeah. I said, I'm going to leave my phone until I have to have it. And then I grabbed it and just turned it on to tell Ariel that I was done. And I, she, she was in Nashville at the time waiting for me that mm. she can pick me up tomorrow or yeah. whatever. And I turned on my phone and I just remember just seeing all the notifications come in. And from work, me. And from uh. Gavin. Dear God, <laughs> so many from Gavin. <laughs> the work emails, the cruise. We've got to book more bands for the cruise. You don't want to know. And I just remember just being like, damn, this is not... In the moment, I was like, this is not what life's supposed to be about. Yeah. And obviously, yes, we have to work to make money. Like, absolutely. And But I feel like there has to be a balance of enjoying the short life that we have. Yeah. And and while still, you know, working and making money and taking care of your family, because I've just been, and Gavin, I know why Gavin now works with me, is we're very business-minded people, and we're very career people, that that's all that I've cared about for the mm. longest time and i know that that's just been your your driver is just like business and work and but there's so much more to life and that 
on-site trip really helped me yeah. realize that again. Uh, that having having a kid made me realize that. Yeah, dude. You yes. Know, like Zayo. But then it also made you realize you have to make more money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Shit. It's such a catch. Catch it's twenty-two. Such a catch. Damn. It's like yeah. You, I, I had Zayo as my son's name in January, cool. and it's like. That's I, a cool name. Yeah, it's thank you. It's yeah. uh, your eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it was like it. it you know, it, even like I, I don't go fishing, but I went took him fishing over Memorial Weekend. He's four months old. He doesn't, yeah. you know. But it's just like I gotta experience. I have to give him the experience. I have to get him to see a lake yeah. and see some trees and, and touch uh, the water. And right. And but for me, like my my wife is like. You know what? Are, what are you gonna do with, on your Friday night? And I'm like, I'm gonna work, Be, not because I have to work. I like working. Yeah, like checking that box off, getting that thing done, progressing, being innovative. And I, so I've never had anything because I like what I do. I've never had anything pull me away from what I do because I like doing that shit. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's been really mindfulness with my son has been yeah, so insane. so it's. You, you love working, but like when what are you, what have you changed since having a kid to be like, actually, I am going to clock out at this time. I am going to let that wait. Like because you nothing yet because you don't. Yeah, because yeah, because, dude, no, nothing yet. But I want to. And that's a first. OK. You know OK. I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah OK. Yeah, that like, makes sense. Like I want to and, and I will take the opportunity when I can. But like it's it's just knowing that I would like that or I would yeah. like to just have a Saturday with my son just like rolling around on the couch mm-hmm. and scaring him and doing yeah. stupid shit just being cute just being cute and so that this is like a new unlock for me where I'm like the last eight years has just been grind mode yeah and now, and now you have like, another oh, life to take care of and how do I get to the nothing yeah moments that's now. cool yeah. you got it dude you got to find those man yeah I, will, I obviously I, I love and appreciate your work but like you work harder than anyone that I know and I feel like taking moments of silence which yeah. you never do enjoy it yeah and when you when you had your first kid you when was that how long ago uh 2010 in 2010 okay first kid in 2010 yeah and 13 october what what do you remember changing for you what like was was there a drastic holy shit this is what life's supposed to be moment um was there partial partially yeah yeah so that partial of that but also like not taking as much risks as i used to mm-hmm Mm. like one of the biggest things was I don't, I used to like bring my surfboard with me to like different countries and go out and just fuck off with nobody yeah. around, nobody knowing and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I had the, my first kid, I was like, I don't know if I should be doing this anymore. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're one you, freak accident out yeah. there. And then you, and that's, he yeah. was born and I was out with a friend surfing and it was a bigger day and we, we just got our asses handed to us and, I'm laying on the sand, the two of us like out of breath and just like, what are we doing? You know, kind of Damn. thing. And, <laughs> and after that, I was like, you know, you just start thinking about your own mortality, you know, more. Um, yeah. Now and he now he makes me want to kill myself, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you want to get out there on the on the biggest waves. When's like I'm just gonna fuck it. I'm gonna try it. Yeah. But like, and you know, and also touring, I was I missed out on a lot of things, which which was hard, you know, at first. Um, luckily now, like. Tour, you're touring and having a child is that what you're saying like yeah, you yeah, missed yeah. out on a lot with your child is yes. that what you're saying okay yeah, I missed I out on, you know birthdays that kind of you know holiday mm-hmm. stuff that kind of thing but but um wow even in 2013 you were unable to schedule your tours around your family like that's just not possible we just didn't like we were just we were like hardcore tours like yeah. tour, touring band like we just mm-hmm. always all, that's how you that's how you make your living that's yeah. how you do it yeah i get it we're gone like so much and 
um, now, now we're at the, you know, now in the last few years, we're at the point where we can like bring them, do a tour. Well, well, yeah, I can bring them, but they don't really yeah. like do a tour, a whole tour, right? We book a whole tour. That's like a month and a half long, but we'll do like two weeks, go home for three weeks. Then yeah. do the other that makes sense. Weeks. Yeah. Nice. So it's a lot nicer. Yeah. You know, no, that's, that's, that's like easier. The grinding every day for a month and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Being away. And your kid, is he at the, he? Yeah. Is he at the age right now where his friends are like, your dad's a newfound glory? Has that has that happened yet? Yeah, but they he doesn't really talk about it much. Like he's my older one is he likes this genre, some 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 stuff, some of the newer things. He likes Machine Gun Kelly and he likes some forty one and he likes um um trying Little Lotus. You ever heard of Little Lotus? Okay. I have a couple of his songs. Okay. Um but he's mostly into more like hip hop stuff right now. Got it. And and I just die inside because I'm like, there's all this great music you could be listening to. Yeah. But instead, it's just like, yeah, I don't know, you know, like it's the mum- it's like the mumble, mumbly, rap like and the, drugs, yeah. like and and yeah. a lot of the stuff goes over his head, you know. Thankfully, I think. Yeah. Because when he talks about, it, he's like, I just like listen, I just like the way it sounds. Yeah. I, I by and, the way, I believe that completely yeah. because that was me back then listening yeah. to some of the worst music I should be listening to, and yeah. it just sounded good, so yeah. I listened to it. And our th- we have a fam- our family ther- family therapist. Yeah. Which. Is, she's great and it's like she's like with music you can't like shame him you gotta just wide mm-hmm. birth let mm-hmm. him figure it out on his own i believe in that yeah i believe in that and though i was super sheltered and i appreciate some of the sheltering that my mom did for me uh, when i got thrown into high school so i was private schooled and homeschooled all up until high school yeah. and i got thrown into a public high school of three thousand people so I after had, all those years, after of, all those years wow. of, no, of nothing, not knowing what this band was, not listening to this kind of music. So I wish that I was a little bit more prepared yeah. because and I'm very lucky that I didn't get made fun of a whole lot for not knowing anything. I didn't know any sexual term. I didn't know <laughs> like when people would say like blowjob, I was like, what's a blowjob? Like, yeah. what is that? And I'm and I'm like 14 or 15. I should have known what that was. Yeah. Right. So I agree with that. What's that? Late bloomer. I'm a late bloomer. Yeah, I was, I was too. a very, I was a very, very late bloomer. Yeah. And I love what your therapist said about letting your kid is going to discover the music he discovers and don't shame. Yeah, yeah. don't shame him for it. Yeah, you shouldn't shame your kid really on much. Why not? That's the whole point of having kids. Well, but <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, <shame him. laughs> but <I'm just> let, <laughs> the whole point you got to shame your kids. Um, the whole point is you got to yeah you have kids to shame somebody. <laughs> you can finally shame someone. Um, if your if your son was listening to something like really dark or like satanic or something weird, would you step in and say something then? I would. I yeah. mean, we definitely have talks about like the content because it's not so much like the language; it's more the content, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, a lot of it just whatever. Like um, he's he's very uh, he, he's ADHD, he's Tourette's, he's OCD, he's got all that stuff. So it's not Damn. like it's more like the sensory of it, mm. like the the way it sounds i think more than than the content but it's still kind of get i think it still gets in there subconsciously so it's like you have to still have those conversations of like you know degrading women sucks like that kind of like, to- no totally like, all, like you know what i'm You're saying right. like so he all- doesn't learn so he doesn't learn from those fa- from right. his favorite rappers that you don't treat a woman that way the right. way they talk about it and whatnot yeah. you are featured on some iconic records and one of which I actually found out that you're on this record researching for this okay. podcast. Yeah. Uh, Cat Like, like Thief yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. on Boxcar Racer. Oh, boxcar Racer. 
I think that is like the paramount emo record. Yeah. I really hold that record in the highest regard in the post-hardcore emo genre. Mm-hmm. What was it like recording? How did that come about? What? Um, yeah. So I, for people that don't know, I sang on Catlight Thief, Boxcar Racer record. That was just background vocals. I didn't do any like features or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was Tim Armstrong yep. and I. And um, so yeah, people are like, I, where are you on that song? I don't know. And I'm just—it's just background vocals. You're in the melody. But, but, wait, yeah, but, yeah. but, but, it lists, but it lists you as a feature, and I think it does on your wi- on your yeah. wiki. It does for sure. Yeah, I okay. think it says it in the record too. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, and that was fun. Like we, we like I had said earlier, like we um were managed by the same manager, um, uh, Rick DeVoe, and um at the time. And we had already, I had already <coughs> toured Blink and everything, and we already had a relationship. We knew each other. We lived in the same town. Um, and Tom was recording that record, and he's like, "Want to come to the studio and do backup vocals?" You know, like I was like, "Yeah, it'd be awesome." And so that's kind of just that's it. That's like, right. just, it. It's just the three. Damn. It's just him and I, and um, uh, the engineer of the record. And it is hard to pick you out. Yeah, because I had I obviously listened to it today and I was yeah. like where and I was like oh he mu- this must Don't be him. Leave. Yep. yep. There, you, there it is. Yeah. Don't <laughs> leave her. And I yeah. stole some lines out of that song for my vows. Oh so nice. That was a yeah. That's Very a cool. Did you? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Oh that's wild. Stole air from my lungs, dude. She stole <laughs> air from your lungs. Uh, yeah. You're true emo, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. You're dude, true emo, dude. It was littered with with oh. lines and lyrics that I had had just been inspired by. And for, then you're yeah. like. But you swear that you were true. I'd still pick my friends over. <laughs> Just kidding. That was, yeah, that was, sorry. Sorry. Okay. Fan <laughs> questions. These are going to be rapid fire fans. Thanks for submitting these questions. Uh, first one. Will you be playing your oldies at when we were young? Yes. It will be nice. a set list of all hits. Set list of hits. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> um, how does your voice still sound so good? Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, See, I'm doing it again. I'm answering with an I don't know. And I, you're not supposed to do that. Any training? Rule number one of interview rules don't answer with i don't know um no train yeah i've had some uh i've had some uh coaching in that through the years but yeah i just kind of go out there and wing it you just wing it yeah well you know what's crazy (laughs) like when you try not to yell too much when you came and you sang on red light kisser yeah i i remember like even with andrew like we like you he like looked back like yeah and i was like (laughs) i was like jordan still got it because i got it you know what i don't focus I don't try to focus too much on pitch. I just try to focus on Punch. just getting it deliver in there. Just the delivery. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so I used good. to focus more on pitch and like, ah, and just nitpick. But yeah, anyway. I feel like when you try to focus too much on that, you just get in your head. Yes. Versus just giving it, like you, like you just gave it your performance and that was all we needed. It was sounded great. Hell yeah. Thanks. Oh yeah, bro. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for doing that, by the way. Um, okay. <laughs> Favorite song to play live? Oh, man. Uh, Is that a, a tough? a lot of songs, yeah. Let's go top three. Do you, or top let, three? Sorry, not just top three. Three of your favorite songs, okay. or a couple of your favorite songs. Um. Uh. Probably. Okay. So, I love playing "Understatement" from Sticks and Stones. Um. I love playing "Greatest of All Time" from our last record, "Forever and Ever Time Infinity." Um. And I like playing. Uh. Um. Let's see. One more. One more fast song. I like playing the fast songs. Yeah, it gets the people riled. Yeah, actually, that yes, that is a true statement. But I think for the three, since we're talking about three, I would say failure's not flattering. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your problem? Getting everybody yep. to sing that. Yeah. Really Hell yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever write music for the show? 
for the live performance? Like, do you ever does that ever enter your your writing? Oh, like writing parts for the show? Yeah, where you're yeah, like, you yeah, know, this do. is gonna be fun to perform. Yeah, we we when we when we plan a set, we'll like be like, okay, like maybe for this part we can. Yeah. Get them to sing back or whatever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and there was a weird, there was a fun question that you had there that we didn't know. And we're like, <laughs> we gotta ask him. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, here it is. Newfound Glory is my most seen band live. Tell me about the intersection in Grand Rapids. What does that mean? Oh, the intersection is a venue in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. okay. Well, that's, that's it. We thought something happened in the intersection. Like, what like <laughs> was there some juice that happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's just an intersection there? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, sorry. It's, it's, called sorry. The it's just called the intersection? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So okay. what's the question, though? Tell me about the intersection in, in Grand, Grand Rapids. Rapids. What do they want to know about I don't, it? Yeah, what I do you guys want to know? That's a weird question. It's a cool venue. It's a nice, big, open, just cavernous room. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah there, all, there it is. Know. Shows are good there. Um, a couple more. Uh, if Jordan wasn't a singer, what would he want to be? Is that tattoo artist? No, I don't think so. So to yeah, um, take music completely out. If you had a different, if you had to choose a different career, yeah, what what's appealing to you? Well, I've been um, probably like voiceover stuff. Voiceover cartoons, stuff. Oh, sick. Voices, yeah. Damn. Yeah. I could see. I could see you being good at that. Yeah, I was. Yeah. That's that's for another time. And then I think let's kind of Gavin, do you have any other fan questions you wanted to ask? I do want to know your all-time favorite albums. Of my of my not, band? Not your band, oh. just all time. Okay. Um, um so let's see. The Smiths Meet is Murder. Um, I gotta write this down. <laughs> my I'm, Bloody I'm gonna... Valentine, uh Loveless. Um yeah, saving Gavin, yeah. My Bloody Valentine's second record, which is self-titled. Um, let's see, Swerve Driver, Mezgal Head. These are the records I just put on all the time, and it's always on my. It's just always, it's always like my downloaded records, like saved to my phone, or like when I had an iPod, yeah, or whatever. Like yeah. Those, yeah, always those records. Um, you said top five. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess my fifth one. Uh, Green Day Kerplunk. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Give me for Bloody Valentine. My bloody give Valentine, me, yeah. um, give me like I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to I have like a 15 minute drive from here. Okay, but I want to I want to jam them out. Yeah, give me three of their songs. Okay, that just, you, that just I, listen to the first three of Loveless. First three of Loveless. Okay, yeah. just I'll just send the you the link. Loveless. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. dude, I, it's crazy because I've <laughs> been I've been discovering. I'm stoked for this. At, I've been discovering new music mm-hmm. much more as an adult. Yeah. And for some reason, since since I've been in LA, I've been here for like the last 15 years, and I haven't dove into discovering new music. And I have so many friends, and you do this too, Gavin. Gavin started has been sending me albums to listen to. I think you sent me Sorry So Far, right? Yep. And then I was like, damn, this is fucking great. And then a fan the other day. Um, so you mean new to you? New yeah. to me. Sorry, yes, sorry. Yes, sorry. Yes. New yes. to me. New yes. to me. New music to me. Yeah. And someone sent me like um, uh, this in bloom by neck deep. Uh, like, I don't know, like six months ago, and I was like, "This is great! I never heard this before." Yeah. And so I'm letting my, I'm allowing myself to just genuinely say, "I'm gonna go listen to that." So mm-hmm. I am gonna go listen to my Blade yeah. Valentine. It's definitely it takes you on a journey. That's for sure. I don't know if you yeah, I have I've never listened. Okay, I'm like I'm stoked to hear them. Now. They're like the like the they kind of were the. In the forefront of like the shoegaze sort of oh. scene, like the got it, just mm-hmm. like loud guitars, swirly, just Sick. drowned out vocals. Like love it's that. just I don't know. Sick. I love their records. I've, okay, I've yeah. That's Are there? I, I'm like a fan, like buying, trying to find like you know 
imported vinyl, that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah. True fan. And that record what came was came out in like 91 or I, I don't even remember. Mm. Early late 80s, early 90s. And it's still, it sounds like modern and cool. Oh, mm-hmm. sick. So yeah. they just did a killer job. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Um, are there any pop songs? Are there any pop songs that you're like, I like, I think... Teenage Dream is one of the best pop songs of all time. Oh yeah, that's amazing. It's pop so song. it's so good. Yeah. Are there any songs like that where you're like, oh, that's just a jam? Yeah. Like what what are your what who are your pop artists or pop songs that you like? Uh bye bye bye. Oh, great one. You know? Come on, let's go. In uh, <laughs> sync, bye bye bye. Classic. Yeah, dude. There's a, a, like a, like will you put that on and jam out to bye 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 in your car? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That that whole that record though has a lot of good songs. Yeah. Um, there was a, there's a band that didn't really do that much, but they were from Sweden and they were like, they were called the Eighteens, and they're on our record label. And I, we were on I a major label. 18s. They did all ABBA covers, but like modern, oh. like pop, like versions. And they were young kids and they're, I think they were from Sweden. Too. The Eighteens do a dancing queen. They do. Yeah. And it's so good. Yeah. Oh, that one's that, so good. That record, cause it's all ABBA hits. Yeah. It's like, and it sounds like just booming you yeah. know it's so yeah. good um okay 18 that's a great one that's all, dude. <laughs> so random that's such a random one but i love it did you ever teens, <laughs> dude i actually do remember the 18s yeah, is it's Abateens. Yeah. i remember them on like abc family oh or something. probably yeah for like sure. back in the day yeah damn that's funny. 2001 or two or i, I would have never expected you to say 18s <laughs> i know but i don't I, know why but that's... i love it so much yeah 18s okay yeah them and um Another record like that that's kind of random. That remember tattoo T A T U. Yeah, that record was good. All they, the things you said, yes, all the things you said, dude. running through my head. There's good. so many bangers on that record. Oh shit, I gotta visit that whole record. You, you should, cause and they do like a Smiths cover, the um, How Soon Is Now. Okay. By the Smiths, which yeah. is rad. You know. Oh, yeah. There you go. There's your 18s. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there yeah, that's they awesome. are. There's the 18s. Whoever can see that. There <laughs> they cool. are. Um, I don't know. Dude, I don't know how that came to my mind. That's dope. I was like, yeah, I just listened to that the other day. They're still rocking 440k monthly listeners, so wow. they're killing okay. it. Wow. And then, uh, wait, who was it after 18s that you said? Uh, uh, tattoo. tattoo. Okay, tattoo. <laughs> yeah. That song, it's called all the things. All the things she, she, yeah. she said. All the things she said. 431 million streams. Okay. They Whoa. still have 4.7 million monthly listeners. Oh my god. That's wild. Wow. That's that a lot. Wild. And that song came out in 2002. Yeah. I guess a that lot of people remember that music video. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right. You remember that one? And I think the whole story was like they were lovers, right? They're, yeah, and they were lovers. Really or something. But not, yeah, yeah, and they were like they were wearing like the school skirts and yeah. ties and like they were that was it. Oh, Gavin's mm-hmm. over here. You're like, I yeah. Remember. You remember? <laughs> <laughs> God. Gavin remembers very clearly. There's, yeah, some okay. There's some yeah. bangers on that tattoo record though. Okay, sick, dude. I love this. Um, I guess to kind of wrap it up, yeah. let's just talk about uh tell the people, the E and D fans, what you got going on. And okay. what you want them to check out, whether it's going to be uh, a tour coming up or anything yeah. you got yeah, going on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we have a tour coming up. Well, we actually have a show coming up in July. I don't know when this is going to drop this podcast, but we have a show July 2nd, Us and Fall Out Boy and Bring Me the Horizon in L.A., which is going to be awesome. It's in a stadium, which is super cool. I will be there. You'll be there. And then we have Us and All American Rejects are doing a tour together starting in August. Um, and Get Up Kids are on that, and Starting Line and Motion City Soundtrack are on that on different parts. And When We Were Young Festival. Sick. And we have an acoustic record that came out not that long ago. Not even a year ago. Barely a year ago. Um, and yeah, 
That's oh yeah, kind of, that's kind of it. Right oh yeah, right now, right that's, now. But you know, newfound glory is always working stuff up. Newfound so. glory is always it's crazy. You yeah. guys have always been active, and like you said, your fans absolutely adore you. And I could tell on the cruise that people were just so obsessed with you guys being there so thanks guys. dude hashtag yeah. blessed hashtag blessed um <laughs> dude thank you for being on the podcast yeah, that was thank so guys. fun and hey guys give it up for jordan <laughs> Puntick of newfound glory they love you dude <laughs>